Welcome to the Quack and Smack podcast with Dimitri Lyris and Joe Amsler. This is episode two. Good evening, Dimitri. Hello, Joe. Hello. So uh, this is uh, going to be our second episode of our podcast, oh, and boy. Uh, oh, boy. we're back. We're back. Um, you know, we're looking forward to uh, to getting into some topics uh, here that uh, you know we'll get to in a little bit. But uh, have you been on social media recently and been seeing? At, Maybe not social media, but at least YouTube. I've been seeing a lot of people just straight killing it. Oh my god! On early goose. No, for sure, it's insane. I'm jealous. I'm so jealous. After watching, uh, I watched Mindak outdoors. Yeah. When they went out with smacking, uh, smack them outdoors. Smack them, yeah. Yeah, and they shot a hundred birds. I know. Early season, in North Dakota opening, opening day. Yeah. It's nuts. Absolutely yeah. insane. I was watching that video too. I actually, I actually did see that video, and I, it, it looked like shooting pigs in a barrel mm-hmm. i mean that little like oasis not a, like oasis but like just a crater that they had river, just a small yeah. tiny river where they were just they were just roost they would go feed and then they would loaf there yeah and then that was it and then they just catch them when they were loafing that's amazing that's insane. uh i mean that's that's something that we're very jealous about and uh we're looking forward to uh to oh getting God. into here. An yeah what do we got we got september early season yep um, that's in a little bit, but I mean, early season over here is much different than anywhere else. Yeah. It's much different. Yeah. Early seasons, uh, a lot of, a lot of homie birds, a lot of birds that have been there Local for birds a long time stop. that you probably nope. will never shoot. No. Um, they know where they're going every day. Yeah. They, they've been they know, all summer. they know sunrise, they know sunset, they know shooting times. I so mean, being that it's 90 degrees out, it doesn't really help at all. Yeah. Except, uh, you might be able to hunt in a, uh, tank top rather than yeah. uh, a waders full camo and, and waders. Nope. Yeah. I'd rather go in a bathing suit maybe. Yeah. Um, we wouldn't have to uh, use our waders. Yeah. We just swim to them. <laughs> I'm down for that. Um, I mean, I I am I am missing the waiters. I am missing the the colder weather. Hopefully, we do get some colder weather this year. I need the colder weather. I need fall. Yeah. I need October first. Yeah. And I have a countdown currently on my phone. Let's take a look real quick. <laughs> so opening day for deer is one month and six days away. Wow. But who's counting, right? Yeah. I can't wait. It, it needs to happen. It just needs to come. Yeah. Like we said in last uh, the last episode, Dimitri is a is an avid deer hunter, and he is pumped up for uh, deer hunting. I'm oh, going to yeah. be with him uh, for a couple of his hunts to uh, provide some content to our our uh, second channel, Submission Outdoors. So if you guys want to subscribe to that channel, um, I believe we have a YouTube Submission Outdoors. We, we have one video from uh, a couple of years ago, but we yeah. haven't we haven't really done anything. Yeah. Now that we have everything cameras and stuff like that and yeah. we'll be able to do more but yeah we're putting some funding into uh into uh some of our projects and we're excited to you know bring that oh, to the sure. channels for sure um but, yeah but uh getting back to these these youtube ch- i mean i even saw bobby guy go out yeah he yeah out. i, I mean, forgot where did, he, where did he go uh i think he was in north dakota yeah yeah I, a lot of guys went to north dakota because yeah. that's where that's where all the that's where opening day was for and he was even saying how dry it was yeah. they had to they had to hammer the stakes into the ground i saw that yep. video yep. i'm like he's like normally you do this when the ground's frozen but when it's that dry yeah it's they're, insane they're having a little drought out there it is you know uh, I mean? that's something that we we've seen for our brothers out in the central flyway that you know they they are having a little bit of an issue um, no rain no I was rain. watching a ton of guys trying to plant food crops, praying that there was going to be rain yeah. on Instagram and stuff like that. So, I mean, hopefully they get rain out there. Yeah, it's a crazy time. I feel like uh, the wildlife, you know, and the 
the environment goes through some I mean, we just got, swings. We just got that massive hurricane. Yeah. That <laughs> massive hurricane. <laughs> massive rainstorm. We, we actually, uh, this is at the time of recording, this is uh, T minus two days after uh, hurricane. What, what Hurricane Henri. 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 Henry. It's Henry. It's Henry. Uh, H-E-N-R-I. Henry. Everyone was making uh, French jokes about their surrender because so, it went to uh, the right of us to to get away from the <laughs> Long Island. It did brush uh, against Montauk, but, uh, I mean, not Block Island got smoked. Yeah, I uh, did see that. Block Island got hit. I mean, hard. we were going to we were gonna get smacked. I mean, it was, it's a pretty, it was a pretty serious hurricane, especially for the Northeast. Yeah. And people are like, you know, people that are from the South and stuff are like, oh, category one, it's nothing. It's it's scary because we it's have 100-year-old trees, too. We have, like, yeah. trees that don't get knocked over every year by a hurricane like you guys do. So we lose power for oh, weeks, yeah. days. I, mean, I guess one tree weeks, in, front, in the front of my house has probably been there for over 100 years. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. I mean, the... the you can't put your arms around it. Yeah. That's how big it and is. And you'll never know if it's hollow or not until no. until, until a fucking hurricane comes. <laughs> Hopefully it never breaks. Yeah. Because the roots go under my foundation. But Yeah. Um Yeah, so I mean uh this this uh podcast episode is going to be uh focusing on something that you know, a topic that we think is very important in in waterfowl hunting and oh, that's yeah. That's just getting better. Getting better. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it last, uh, we touched upon it uh, last episode. And uh, we kind of just wanted to get more in depth with that because we were like, you know, that's a great topic to cover. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of, uh, you know, newer hunters uh, out there. And a lot. I mean, I mean, you. one of the biggest things is you always want, you always want to teach the younger generation. Sure. To get into the outdoors and stuff like that. Now with the younger generation. When they're young, people just put tablets in their hands. Yeah. You, you don't really see much of the get outside and go play manhunt. Or yeah. Or get outside and just do something. Yeah. Right? Yep. Now it's just, oh, here's a tablet. I'll shut you up. Yeah. Right? So. No, you do see a lot of that. And I think that's um, that's something that, uh, I mean, me as a growing into that age of possibly having kids in the next few years is um, something that, uh, you know, I need to work on, like, seeing, you know how to do that how to not do that at least um it's tough i mean mean, everything nowadays is all electronic and and high tech with tablets and stuff like that i mean for we're we're 30 30 years old and when we watch youtube yeah i mean it's just bound to happen but if we can steer them away from that that would be nice yeah definitely but but yeah i mean yeah getting better that's one of that's a huge topic clearly yeah i mean i've been in it been doing this for i don't know how many years now it's yeah like 15 years ago 15 right? years yeah. yeah something like that so for me it's there's always room for improvement for yeah. me it's not that i'm perfect because i'm not mm-hmm. i i learn every day mm-hmm. i learn different ways to set up the decoys different ways to call yeah. i'm still practicing calling right now yeah i'm trying to get i'm trying to get certain calls down yep and i'm every day i'm sitting on sitting in my basement just hitting that goose call yeah but yeah, I mean, that's something that's something that's uh, that's pretty funny because you bring that up because I mean, I have a I call it my Jeep call. Like <laughs> I literally have a duck call that sits in my Jeep. I drive a Jeep, by the way. I know a lot of people will be angry about that. Jeep life, bro. <laughs> I wave to everybody too. fuck off. <laughs> 
And uh, oh, I hate that Jeep wing. So I, uh, so basically, I, I, I'll always be in the in the Jeep, and I'll be blowing the call. You know, just getting better with it. Um, I feel like that's something that, uh, especially me as as someone that's new to waterfowl hunting, relatively yeah, four new, four years, years in, in. Mm-hmm. yeah, three or four years in now. This is gonna be my fourth season or third season. I think 2017 this is my fourth season fourth season yeah so my fourth season officially like hunting waterfowl which is um which is I mean it's new to me it's fresh I love it yeah so I'm like the whole off season I'm sitting here how can I get better right and so that's like a you know a big thing for me and um so I'll be in the jeep driving anywhere I go I'll blow the call if I'm going to work if I'm going to uh, to the grocery store, I'm blowing the call. So now, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So now, what, when you're in your Jeep, what is it that you're trying to do? What is it that you're, what calls are you doing? Sure. Because your feed chuckle, you you got a feed, good feed chuckle. Yeah, yeah. And and that's weird too because Adam, mm-hmm. Adam, his first his first thing that he was able to do was a feed chuckle. Yeah. So I mean, the feed chuckle is hard. Yeah. That's something I couldn't get down until last season. Yeah. And. uh but yeah, I mean, what is it that you're you're doing, more or less, since you got your feet chuckled down? Yeah, I mean, uh, the biggest thing that I've been doing, uh, I mean, it started out when I was first trying to learn was, you know, uh, you guys were telling me how to blow a call and stuff like that and how to do that. And I kind of took that and ran with it. You know, I went on YouTube, I searched, you know, how to blow a duck call, how to do this call. Right. Um I think Outdoor Limits is one of the channels everybody, that... Everybody goes to YouTube. Well, oh yeah. I mean, YouTube for anything. Um, but uh, yeah, I was just learning how to do that. And I, I kind of liked it, but everybody sounded different, which mm-hmm. was weird to me. So I was like, what way is correct? Right. So I've been, um, I've been, you know, looking at different ways. And I think the best way that I've found to learn about blowing a duck call, specifically a duck call. I mean, we can get into goose calls yeah. in a little bit. But... Um, Specifically, a duck call is just to hear live ducks. Yeah. Um, I mean, hearing the the lazy hen stuff. Like, I mean, wah, a hen. It's wah, a hen's wah, not wah, perfect. Wah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it doesn't have to be perfect every time. It doesn't yeah. have to, you know. You don't have to hit like three notes and stop every time, or five notes and stop. Like sometimes they go for like six, seven, eight notes. Sometimes they'll just quack. It's yeah. not an alarm, but they're just like, "Hey, I'm here. Where are you?" Kind of like that type of quack. quack. Yeah, Black. and something as simple as that is gonna get birds in your in your decoys. I mean, when we're when we're hunting, when it's not like we're doing competition calls. Yeah, I mean, I should I, I sure as hell can't do yeah. a competition call to save my no. life. No, no, hail call like yeah. a regular duck. Yeah, but. and and that's that's the the call that I've been working on the most is is the hail call and um, the hail call uh, that I'm working on is kind of just like a short like, hey, I'm here, yeah. and then I'm kind of just laying off of it. Yeah, um, I I've I've been just trying, you know, three note, five note cadence, really nothing really longer than that. Kind of mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. slow raspy type of, uh, call. And I, I think I'm getting to where I like it. Uh, I still need to work on it. And that's what I'm going to be doing is yeah. just trying to get better with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but well, like, so like you were saying outdoor limits. Yeah. Right. So you were watching him. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what was, what was some of the things that he was saying? I know, I know a lot of people like turn the call around. Sure. And then the vroom, vroom, yeah. vroom, into the call or and just try to get that motion down. Yeah. But like did you find anything that you took from him specifically or I think the thing that I took from him specifically was 
kind of your tongue position, mm-hmm. the way he kind of like pushed it up to the top of his um, mouth, like that helped me out to get that kind of like that that sound yeah. to where like I felt comfortable kind like of close off the air a little bit kind yeah of drain the call out a little bit yeah and like yeah. last year was like my first two seasons I really didn't call much at all I mean I let you guys do most of it most of the time we were hunting together yeah uh, you know I wasn't really solo until last year um, but uh, I mean last year was the first time of me like solo hunting calling myself and, and I mean you went on one you went on one hunt and you had two you shot a drake and a hen. Yeah, yeah. And you had, you, they were flying away. You pulled out the hail call, and they turned around and came back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it, it might not have been the best hail call, but you know what? I mean, it, it worked. worked. Yeah, it worked. It, it, you know what? Like you were saying, it could have been. It could have sounded like more like a lazy hen than sure than a hen that was just saying wah 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 wah. Yeah, you know. It, yeah. Sometimes so, you don't have to be like uh, you know super loud with it, and I think that's something that I've been learning over. I mean, that's I, what that's what I gotta get better at. Yeah. Is and then speaking of getting better, that's one of the things is I need. To, I'm trying to learn now when to call, when not to call. Sure. Right. So like, I feel like all of us in the in the blind, we got five guys. Yeah. Three, four out of the five are calling. Sure. It's like okay, when when do when should I stop? Yeah. And that kind of thing. Yeah. I know as they get closer, you want to kind of mellow it out a little bit, get a little quieter. Yeah. Start doing little feed chuckles here and there, but it's like... So I was actually reading an article recently that, um, I think it was like an article slash like um, video. It wasn't mm-hmm. on YouTube actually, but um, it was kind of like how the everyday normal hunter, everyday normal waterfowl hunter starts off, I see birds, hail call. Right. Immediately get their attention makes sense like hey you want to be yeah. like hey i'm here yeah i'm over here um and then they as soon as they get the birds start flying in the direction they immediately feed chuckle every we i i mean we do it that's yeah and that's something that you got to think that the birds would probably get used to that over the years say that they've been alive say mm-hmm. they've got shot at say they're gun shy at this point they're like i get hail called at oh what's this I hear a feed chuckle immediately. That's kind of weird. You know, because, right. I mean, I was looking more into, like, what the feed chuckle really is. And it's actually, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people know this, but it's a spacing thing. So, they're not really saying, that, hey, there's food here. It's more like, this is my area, my area. Of, of the water, of food, or... Or they do it in the air too. I don't know if you've if you've seen that. Like no, those, I've heard. I've heard it. Yeah. Yeah. So like I've watched like a lot of live duck videos. You'll see some ducks be chuckling in the air, kind of like get away from me. This is my like I'm flying here. Like right. this is my lane. Mm-hmm. Especially the hens. I mean the hens like they direct everything. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean I I I've seen that a a lot. But. Yeah. No, I mean I definitely. And then I mean duck all duck calling. I feel like I've I've gotten, I mean I'm still like I said I'm still learning the space. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm still learning like when to lay off, mm-hmm. when to get loud, when to not get loud. Sure. And and it all comes with time. Yeah. I mean, I've been duck hunting for 15 years, but I've only been calling for I would say maybe five, six. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah, I mean that's something that's uh, that I feel like a lot of people when they start out they're nervous to call. I was 100%. Yeah, and was, me too. So, I know you were, but I, but like one of the big things that I always try telling you was like, you're not going to learn unless you try. Yeah, you're not going to learn unless you try. And also, if you're with people that are not, 
you know, that are working on hunting with you and want to get better, right? They're not gonna like deter you from yeah time. trying. Yeah. yeah, I mean, will you lose some birds? Of course. Of I mean, course. that's just what happens. I mean, sometimes your calls are not good enough. Sometimes it's not even you. Maybe it's just a gun shy bird. Maybe it's just something in the After water while, they don't I mean, like. What's, <laughs> they're looking at decoys. These decoys don't move. Yeah. If it's a calm day, bluebird sky, no wind. Yep. And these birds aren't moving. They're gonna they're gonna get weary of that. They're gonna understand that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean and now now it's with goose. Goose is a couple calls that I'm trying to get down. Yeah. I can get I, I can call, but it's just uh, it's almost like a hum cluck. Okay. Kinda. Yeah. I, I you know I've seen I watch all these uh, you know YouTube channels the grind waterfowl um, um, mindac as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. and these kids are. Good. good at calling oh, yeah. I, like i'm like wow I, mean, I was just i was just watching on um on dive bomb yeah they they were just doing a call competition they did a duo call competition okay. and they came in first place they sounded sick really insane how yeah. that, how good they sound but calling it calling in a competition compared to yeah. actually out there is totally different yeah. like early season you're gonna go uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. You're yeah. going to get them, get attention, and then you're just going to lay off. Sure. You know, you don't, they're not calling loud right now. Yeah. Um, that's that's something that uh, that I want to work on a little bit this year, coming up this season. Well, you're getting my goose call. Yeah. The other day when you, were, when you were blowing on it, you were getting a good... Yeah, I mean, uh, that's something that I definitely want to get better at and still get better with the duck call. I yeah. mean, I'm, I think this year is, there's going to be a lot of more opportunities to hunt uh, duck. For me, um, we have uh, we have a few opportunities um, and fields that we are gonna hit this year for some goose. No, oh, yeah. But uh, goose don't really fly over the over the water near us. They like to hide in the the spaces that I mean, uh, yeah, they're are protected. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so that's why you see so many banded geese out here. Right. Well, a lot you gotta take into consideration a lot of the birds that we they're not we don't really get a lot of migrators. We don't. Yeah. We're getting a lot of the. The birds that are here year round. Yeah. So for them, they're 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 comfortable where they are. Sure. They have a strict pattern of where they're going. Yep. Now, mind you, last year we had a field, mm-hmm. and we still have a field. But last year it was, you would get hundreds of birds flying over us, yep. going right to a cut cornfield. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of corn feed that you know we barely it was could. untouched. Nobody hunted it. Yep. Nothing like that. Yep. So when you see when you get something like that, it's once you get a pocket of birds in there and they hear them the from a distance. That, yeah, and the only birds that you're pulling there. in are the are, are the four or five migrators, migrators. little five pack that comes in, six pack, and the the, the that gear that uh, the gear the geese that we um, that we stoned last year, massive, huge. I mean, like six foot wingspan. Yeah, like <laughs> there was one that as we do as have. Yeah, we have a picture of one of our uh, buddies that. Uh, that came with us on a hunt, um, you know, he, I mean, the, the wings were, were taller than him. And I'm like, dude, these are some massive birds. We definitely got some good goose steaks out of that. Oh yeah. But, um, see, but that's a thing too. I can't keep, I can't come around to eat. <laughs> I know we, we're going to try out a few recipes this year. And, uh, I tried the pull, pull goose sandwiches. Yeah. That was good. That, that actually tastes like pulled pork and it was really good. Yeah. But I also cooked it in the slow cooker for like, 17 hours. <laughs> you probably just uh, are eating rubber at that point. I, mar- I I based it in apple juice and Coke. Okay. And I let it sit in that and, and slow cook for eight hours in that. And okay. then I just threw a ton of barbecue sauce, <laughs> hoping for the best. 
<laughs> well, Dimitri actually last week we had a barbecue over his house and we um, we had some uh, brisket oh, that yeah. was phenomenal. So that was you, the first time too. We're gonna need you to do that with some goose this year. Yeah, I mean I'm down. I'm, only, <laughs> I'm down to try to smoke duck. Yeah, I really want to try smoke duck. Yeah, That's no, what I'm I think to. we should. I, we're, we got some some cool plans with that. We might even bring some of that content to uh, our YouTube channel for some recipes that mm-hmm. we find that are good. I know a lot of people, uh, at least in the social media scene, you see them like, oh, it's really cool to shoot ducks, but sometimes it's cool to, to eat them too. I love duck. Duck so. tacos. Duck tacos, dude, fire. Best. Fire. Um, okay, so I mean, another thing that... Um, that I think we should get into about getting better is how we position decoys on land and, and, and in water too. I mean, and how many, I think that as the year goes on or especially up here, like quantity in decoys is huge up here. I would. Yeah. I, I mean, I would definitely agree. I would, I would agree in the sense of more in, in the middle of the season. Yeah. Mid to late season, when you're trying to pull that that big group, sure, yeah, the more the more the the merrier. Yeah, for for goose, I've definitely had that experience. For duck, it's actually the opposite for me. I think the less decoys you have late season, at least for me that I've experienced, I've had more success. Well, you got to figure late season, they're my they're my, they're going down south. Yeah. So I mean, then there's not going to be those numbers up here. Sure. In the late season, early season, yeah, you want a good amount, you want a couple dozen. Yeah. But you want to. Pl- I mean, right now, if you're talking about goose, yeah, early season, you want those family groups. Oh yeah, you're not. You don't want to throw out five, six, seven dozen. Yeah, and then in a blob, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not going to look realistic. Right now, you're, they're flying in family groups. So I got a question for you then. Um, so how did you first learn about you know how to position? Let's let's take goose for example. So how did you learn how to like position your decoys for success? Like, did you learn like by trial and error? Like, did you like watch a video and be like, oh, we need this type of J shape, you know, spread, and then it didn't work, and then you were like, let's try family groups, and it worked. Or I mean, I I feel like when I first started, like I said last, I think I said last podcast, I was I would go with a guy, one of my dad's buddies. He was a guide, so I would I would always. He's older. He's like in his eight. I don't know, seventy, mid seventies, eighties now. Okay. So like when I when I was going with him, he was like 65, 70. Yeah. So I always wanted to help him, mm-hmm. right? Because I the right thing to do is to help. Sure. So I would always ask him. I would always ask him. Okay. So how would you want me to position the birds? Yeah. Right. And so then he would tell me. Okay. So you want you want them either flying into the decoys, right? So you would make a U. But if it was earlier. He said, we don't need that much. Let's just put some family groups out, make some little pockets here and there, and then they'll just come, they come in. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much where I've learned. Okay. And then throughout the years, like talking to, talking to Brett, talking to Adam and, and seeing different things. Yeah. And yeah, watching YouTube videos. I think Bobby Guy. Yeah. I I mean, I watch a ton of his videos and yeah. what he does. And now they have a, a outfitter out, out in the Kansas. Yeah. They absolutely kill it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they and watching videos is just very very popular for you know learning different spreads and stuff like that oh, for sure um i think um that's where a, a place that anyone can get better is it's really easy to get better in that aspect mm-hmm. because it's kind of 
trial and error too. Well, that's that like yeah, trial. It's all trying it. Yeah. trial and error. So if like something works for somebody out west, it might not work here. No, you know. <clears throat> so if you try it out, and it's and it's going to uh, work for you, then then. But you also gotta you also gotta know too is that when they're they got tall socks wind socks yeah. that they're laying under sure right so when when you're calling the geese are looking at where the call is coming from yeah they're not looking at specifically at the decoys they hmm. see the decoys but they're positioning themselves as where is that call coming from okay so if you don't have a good hide yeah right it, it, it's not it's they're gonna flare they're gonna leave they're not they're not even gonna take a look at you yeah and that's that's another thing where trial and errors come into play where you might think you have a good hide but you start calling, they're looking right at that call. Yeah. And that's something that I've learned over the years too, with asking questions and so, and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. And then it's all trial and error. Yes. Yeah. If you don't got the right spread, what are they doing? And then also scouting. Yeah. Scouting's huge Scouting too. is seeing huge. What, yep. Seeing how they're, how they're positioning themselves in the field, always positioning them into the wind. Yeah. I think uh, scouting scouting is tough, and it's different for us here because we're not actively like driving around and looking for fields where birds are. Yeah. Because all these fields are taken, or that's yeah, or taken. there's a lot of there's a lot of like drama between fields, especially in Long Island. And I think that's another topic we'll get into uh, throughout oh, our podcast. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean. For our for us scouting is more like what time of day are they there? Mm-hmm. You know, what where are they landing most in the field? Like if we could set up our hide there if it's like able to. A lot yeah. of things are tight for us. But um and then like, you know, what are they looking like? Are they in family groups? Are they all bunched together? If it, you know. And it all depends on the time of day and and the weather as well. I mean, yeah, I mean the, they, the they always play huge factors. If they if they're not flying, they're not flying. Like yeah. I said last last podcast. Yep. That's, if they're not flying, then. So there's always room to get better, do. but at the end of the day, it's, it's, all, always, to the, it's all, all up to the birds. All up to the birds. <laughs> um, I guess I guess we can go into some like experiences that you had, uh, of where getting better has made you a better hunter. Like say, something you did in your hunting career, we can call it. Um, that didn't work for you you learn from that and then maybe the next day's hunt or the next week's hunt or the next season's hunt did something different and got a better result so i think i think it was actually let's see i mean there's there's been times when when you're watching the birds fly over you and you've got you think you position the decoys right and i mean there's been times when you think they're right but they're not Mm -hmm. so then you run out they're still flying. You change the decoys, run back in the blind, and then all of a sudden, they turn around and they come land. Yeah. It's it's really just trial and error at that point. But but some stories, I mean, when it comes to when it comes down to it, it's all about like where the weather. Yeah. Like for me, I always look at the weather. I always look at what, what, what the, the wind's going to be doing yeah. and stuff like that, so I can get an idea of how I'm going to position them. Yeah. When it comes to duck hunting, I mean, I think we went out once. And there was like, there was like two dozen, four dozen, or I think like three dozen ducks out in the water. Yeah. And I was just like, let's, let's, let's take them out. Yeah. Let's get them out of the, out of the water. Let's put like maybe one, one and a half dozen. Yeah. And the next thing you know, we had three, we had a pack of four come right in. Yeah. 
You remember? Yeah, I do so. remember that. I, and I think that's like that. That, that is is a really good example. And actually, one that I actually just popped into my mind that I thought of um, that would that I could I could see that you know we had was nothing was coming to us the entire day. Mm-hmm. I think this was like this was last season actually. Yeah. Nothing was coming to us the entire day. I mean, we saw birds. And it was just gone, 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 going to that cornfield, cornfield, cornfield. And then, you know, a couple of guys, it was way, it was really cold. A couple of guys were like, dude, I'm out of here. Uh, Yeah, that was like 20. Yeah, it was cold. It was a cold cold. day. And I don't fault them for that. Uh, But we did pull in one single just by, we switched it up. We switched it up. And then I remember um, we, all we did was do a small switch and we pulled a single like he broke out of a pack. And that, that was we're going the crazy there. thing too. We, I mean, talking to other people too, nobody can pull in the singles. Yeah, that was like one of the hardest things. Sure. So when we made that one adjustment and that, yeah. <laughs> that goose came in. Oh man. Oh, man. Yeah, and uh, I did. Uh, I mean, Dimitri did all the hard work, and then I just, I laid that. Uh, he just sat up and pink. Yeah. And that was it. I did take him down, and he, uh, and that was. Uh, it was good to actually not get um, skunked, skunked, yeah. as you would say, sure. in hunting. Um, sure. You know, especially on a cold day like that, oh, nothing more demoralizing than maybe not even getting into miserable. bird coming into your spread. Mm-hmm. But that's also hunting. I mean, that's why we're out there. Yeah. As much as it sucks, we love that. It was wor- Listen, it's worth it at the end of the day. Waking yeah. up at waking up at three thirty, four o'clock. Yeah, we love that. I mean, I love it. I, it's the thrill of the hunt, really. I it's mean, the adrenaline. Yeah. It's all adrenaline. And then when it slows down, you just take a little nap in your blind. Yeah. Especially, especially when it slows down, take a nap in the blind. <laughs> I think this year we're gonna be a little bit warmer. This year, oh, we have yeah. we have some plans to, uh, you know, we we actually have been working on this off season pretty hard on um, on different things, and uh, you know, we're usually a layout blind crew uh, when it comes to. Yeah, goose. I mean, of course, at the end of the season, we decided to make do this. Yeah, last year and we built that after the cold February and and January yeah. we had. You said screw it. Yeah, so we uh, we ended up going with a um, uh, basically a PVC blind that we built. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just drew up the designs. I'm not sure if it will make it through the winter, but we'll see. Um, I think we built it pretty structurally. You know, I mean, pretty it's, well. It's standing. It's it stood all winter. Yeah, that's true. It, it, it stood through the snow and everything like that. So we it's... we built it in like March, like probably a month after. No, I think we I think we started in February. I think we started in February. Oh yeah, yeah. And then it and then it went into and then we got one snowstorm. Because goose season ended on the twenty second of February. Yes, and yeah. then we decided to start doing it then. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't know why we did that, but uh, we actually um, two weeks ago we met up and uh, we uh, you know made sure everything was good with it where we keep our uh, our stuff and. Uh, we actually cameled it up with some new canvas mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to put some chicken wire on it and it's going to be, it's going to be a nice kind of like a, a sit in blind. We're going to be able to sit, it's get some propane nice heaters. Oh, can't wait. I got the, uh, the Blackstone. I got the Blackstone where we could cook some eggs oh, out yeah. there. We're going to, hopefully we can catch a, we can get a, a goose. I'll, I'll put it on right goose on the spot. Fajitas. Right on the spot. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> Might not taste that good, but hey, it's okay. <laughs> gonna be uh, a little gamey. Yeah, yeah. But um but yeah, I mean so I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. It's gonna be great. I can't wait. We're gonna try some early season too. Yeah. See what happens. Uh yeah, so if you guys um don't follow us uh, on any of our social media, you might 
already because you're you know visiting this podcast but um we're going to be posting a lot to our our youtube channel uh quack and smack as well as Mm -hmm. um our tiktok quack and smack co co um and also we'll be coming out with podcasts routinely over you know every other week yeah uh, with content um I mean, let us know, too. Let us know what, we, what we, you guys would like to hear. Like, I yeah. mean, we're open for everything. Leave comments. Let us know. I mean... Uh, yeah, every podcast is posted on, on YouTube, and uh, we even leave... Um, we'll post it on TikTok to, you know, alert our, yeah. our, our fan Instagram, base. Instagram, everything. That stuff's up. Um, and, and on any of those, you can drop a comment on what you would like to hear about or what would you like us to talk about. We love bringing in um, some... Um, questions or, or feedback from the community of let us and also let us and know what, let us what know do you what, do what to you get do. better what do you do exactly what yeah. are you doing to get better what are your techniques what are you trying to do are you watching videos are you asking questions are you, or is it just trial and error yeah are you just going out there and, and trying it see if see if the birds work see if they don't like let us know i yeah. mean we're always open for years that's what we're doing this for yeah and I think uh, that's something that we want to build is that tight community of uh, learning together, getting better together, and um, basically being able to hunt and have fun together. I mean, that's what we want to. Yeah, I mean, build. is there? I mean, getting better, and you got we got calling decoys. I mean, yeah, it's pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, preparation comes to mind as well. Yeah, you preparation. Know? I mean, what do you, like what? So, for example, what do you what are you doing? to prepare for this season so besides practicing calling yeah so besides practicing calling i think the thing that i wanted to get better at is my mindset going into hunts as well like i want to be as prepared as i can be and i think like i don't like i never really had that um that mindset of you know how like you take like a kid fishing and if he doesn't catch anything, he gets like really mad. Oh, he doesn't yeah. want to go fishing again. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had that, but some people do get that kind of stuff. If they don't, people. especially There's if they don't like see a bird, dude, it can get, it could be demoralizing. Listen, I get, I look at it like this. Yeah. A bad day of hunting is a better day in the office. It is. And everybody That's says a good it, saying. It, it, it. It's a great saying. Yeah. And I'm just grateful. Yeah. You always got to be grateful for being out there. Yeah. Right. Like you have an opportunity to go and hunt and harvest animals to bring the food back to your family. So yeah. there's nothing better than that. No. And I think that's that's something that um, that I wanted to work on more is being able to be prepared for any type of situation, really. Like, if I needed to switch things around or if I needed to, um, you know, do something different that I'm not normally used to, I'm open to it. I want to be more open to different things. Well, like season. what, for example, like it, like positioning your 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 decoys or yeah. So or like f- trying a different spot, even though you've been going to a certain spot for so many. Yeah, so that's huge. So this year, I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff uh, through the kayak on the kayak. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times, especially um, early season and ducks, is mostly shot at one place for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to. Um, Take the kayak out a lot. Maybe shoot some different areas that mm-hmm. are normally, you know, this is all yeah. public uh, land that we're. Yeah, like we're a, be I mean, so at. just so everybody knows, I mean, for us, it's we don't we don't really get many ducks in fields. Yeah, you're not really getting that kind of that kind of hunt. For us, it's like public land. 
ri- little rivers, little pockets of water here and there. Yeah. Just trying to find different spots so you can get 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 those limits, get yeah. those, shoot those ducks. Yeah. So I, I I agree with you. I mean, trying trying different spots this season. We've been I've been stuck to certain spots for so long that I'm I'm down to try different spots. Yeah, and I think that will be cool. I mean, even though maybe it might suck, but we'll learn, you know. And maybe we'll do something different there that will turn into a great spot. But like that you we said, can it's all trying try trial and error. error. That's, That's it. all it is. And I, I feel like I feel like with the ideas that we've come up with, I feel I feel like they, they're going to work. Yeah. Like we have, we've already scouted. We went to different spots already, yeah, yeah. just to take a look on the kayaks. Got eaten up alive by gnats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that's that's definitely something that we, uh, we a little bit of regret. Yeah, is uh, summertime scouting is a little yeah. bit rough, uh, especially with the bugs. Uh, another couple of months though, that'd be nice. Oh, I can't wait. I <laughs> I'm can't thinking wait. like. Um, I'm thinking like mid October if we can do uh, some more of that, it would be nice. Yeah. It would be nice and cool. And I mean, with you and your you for photo- taking your taking the pictures with the camera and stuff yeah. like that, you, it's going to open you up to a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Seeing I, different more different spots and stuff like that too. Yeah, I mean, uh, the camera is great. I mean, I'm I'm loving that as a as a secondary hobby, and also bringing content to the channel is yeah. something that I pride myself on doing. I mean, a lot of the times I might not even I might not even be shooting birds this year i might be just calling helping maybe a new hunter come in mm-hmm. i know we have a couple of guys that we you know we talk to that possibly want to get on some hunts with us so um you know once we get them on them we want to get them on birds you know we're gonna be bringing that content to the channel and it's, oh, gonna, yeah, be, it's sure. gonna be a lot of fun for sure um, i can't wait it's yeah. gonna be fun i mean right now deer hunting is yeah. right around the corner yeah. although we're gonna try early goose which is which should be good. Yeah. I, I, have you ever shot early goose here? Because I have not. I went once. Okay. I went once for the first time last year. Okay. Because, I mean, early season, like like we said before, it's all the birds that are here year-round. Yeah. So, they're used to where they're going. They're not being touched. Mm-hmm. Anything like that. So, we're really not getting any migrators this time of year like they are in the Midwest. Sure. I mean, Midwest, they're waking up. It's 40, 50 degrees in the morning. Yeah. Over here, we're waking up at 72 degrees in the morning. Yeah, yeah. It's humid as all hell. Yeah. It's, so they're not, it's it's tough. But, yeah. I mean, it's, we're going to give it a shot. We're going to try it. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for that. Um, and uh, basically, I mean, that's that's what's great about uh, being able to, is being able to, to get better at what we love to do. Right. And I think that's that's another passion for us is, is, being able to do what we love and then to get better at it or to improve ourselves at it is something that's special to oh, us. Yeah. And then hopefully one day we get, we can like that goal that we have, we buy something out there. Yeah. Buy yeah. something out in the Midwest, give it a shot, see what it's like. I, I mean, in the next couple of years, I do want to make trips out there. Yeah. That's, that's something that I want to prepare for as well. Yep. Just so we can get that experience. Yeah. That's bring something that content that, too. That's something that's, that's in our minds, uh, for our, uh, our organization oh yeah for sure um yeah so i mean if you guys haven't uh you know we we want to thank you guys all again for for joining us on our podcast this is going to be our, our second episode 
Um, Pretty long one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I hope we got. I hope we don't bore you guys with anything that we're saying. If if there's any feedback, please leave it for us. If there, if we're not talking enough to the to the mic and maybe talking to each other, um, we kind of just want that feedback. But uh, you know, this is new for us, and we're uh, we're learning too. And we're, guess what? We're, we're getting, getting better. better. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> we're getting better at at podcasting as well. That's it. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for joining us at Quack here at Quack and Smack. Uh, you know, it's Joe Amsler and uh, Dimitri Lyris. That's it. I, we I appreciate it. I really do. Yeah, it's something new for me, especially. Yeah, I've always wanted to do something like this. So yeah, it's exciting. But, but uh, we appreciate you guys tuning into our, our last episode as well. We did get a lot of uh, viewers on that, and you know, we want to yeah. continue that trend. So if there's anything that we could do to make it better listening for you guys especially your recurrent uh, visitors let us know but thank you guys so much i hope you guys have a a great week and uh we'll talk to you soon all right later easy guys peace